Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 133 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. And I'm totally stretching during the opening, and I'm trying to talk normal because I'm stretching. Well, we've only been laughing for about the last 10 minutes, so I don't know. Wasn't that enough stretch? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, geez. So tell us what's new and exciting. Exciting (laughs) stuff. Come on, do tell. Okay, so um, Jenny and I are um, happy and excited to announce that we are launching our exciting new platform, Thyroid Refresh, next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, March 20th, and we will have all kinds of Facebook Lives going on all day long. It's going to be a launch day party. We have giveaway, which is what I was just looking for. I was looking for the uh, the link so people could join uh, the giveaway link, but I can't find it. I was going to put it in here and I forgot. I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Somehow, some way. Uh-huh. Anyway, you've got to check it out and, and join us next week. It's going to be epic, really, really, really. There's going to be an online meditation live on Facebook. We have Mary Showman. Um, we have Adrian Klein. She's going to do a pantry tour. We have Catherine Watkins. She's going to do a little bit about her morning routine. Uh, it's just going to be really, really fun. And uh, and plus, the, the site will be live, and you'll be able to check it out. So just wanted to announce that really quick. We can talk about it more a little bit later. But we do have a guest to get to. Today we are talking yes, with we do. author, spa therapist, and yoga teacher, Leah Carver, about making positive changes possible towards undoing Hashimoto's. So we're kind of excited. And calling us all the way from Jupiter, Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she lives on a small bonsai farm. I can't wait to, to ask her I know, her me that. too. That's very cool. Really quickly, please check out our amazing sponsor, ThriveProbiotic.com, a very unique spore-based, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, all the really mandatory minimums, verified to survive gastric acid, which makes it very unique, and also proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut. So it is of a -a one-of-a-kind, so please make sure to check out ThriveProbiotic.com. And Love it looks mine. like she is already with us. She so is. let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning. Can you hear us okay? I can. I can. Good morning. It's great to be here. Awesome. Bonsai farm, you gotta tell me. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> that is my husband, the artist, um, who who, yeah, does bonsai. He is a grower actually of bonsai and he ships them, you know, to different people all over the country. So he's an amazing artist. I can't believe what he can do with a plant sometimes. It, it's really incredible to watch and totally outside my zone of genius. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like five acres and like how big are the trees and how far apart are they separated? And I mean, that's pretty cool. And you said bonsai, right? It's bonsai. Not bonsai. Yeah. Bonsai. It's not bonsai. bonsai. Yeah, which means tree in a tray, I believe, whereas bonsai is a Japanese wall cry. So who knew, oh, right? Right. 
Okay. So, yeah, so we live on 10 acres, <laughs> and um, part of it is nursery. So he does a lot of just um, nursery stock plants, and then he has uh-huh. a collection and things like that, which are bigger and older. And um, so they vary in size. You know, it just depends. You can have a little tiny tree that's brand new, or you can have something that's, you know, 30 years old and bigger. And some of them take, you know, multiple people to pick them up and move them. So they're they're um, they're really living art. They're really pretty amazing little things. Wow, that's cool. So how big is that's a thirty-year-old really tree? How, how big, big would a thirty-year-old tree again yeah. on the type of tree? Species because you can do uh-huh. yeah exactly. So you can do different kinds. But um, he's really well known for the Brazilian rain tree, and he has one that is actually I believe the same age as him. So he's forty-three. His grandfather was the one that grew it from seed. And it is pretty big. It's pretty heavy, you know. It's it's kind of three feet across and probably two to two and a half feet high. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're gonna need pictures. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just now I just have to see this thing, right? Um, yeah. Say, can you send us a picture? I know. We want to know. That's so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah, they're, um, they're pretty amazing things. Yeah. And where are you from? I'm actually from England originally, but I have yeah. been in the states for a long time. So my accent tends to go all over the place between English and Southern and <laughs> anything in between. You know. Right. I noticed it, and I was just wondering. Um, because it sounds like you you have a little Brit in you, but evidently you're you do. <laughs> that's fantastic. yeah, a lot of Brit in me. <laughs> a lot of Brit in you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, a we British are so Floridian. glad to have you on the show today, and I'm so um, you know I'm just kind of enamored with you know all the different things that you can do. Um, you know, you have your your yoga and your spa, and you know you, I saw some of your breath work videos, which I'd like to try today live on, on the sure. show if, if you don't mind but um, when we first start out with a guest we always like to hear their history and I know Tiffany said what is it that you said she had Tiff I can't remember I can't um, pronounce it either CMV the CMV yeah CMV yep. we don't hear a lot about yes. that so um, yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, tell us your okay. story. Tell us some history. Let me kind of tell you my story. Yeah. So I um I have been. I'll start with the very beginning, which is that I've been in the spa industry and spa and wellness industry for 20 years, teaching yoga, like you said, um, breath work, meditation, but also postgraduate education within the spa industry because I've just always had a love of spa and. And so I, um, about three years ago now, I had a yoga studio and a private practice out of the yoga studio. And I was just doing a lot, (laughs) as I think mothers and women typically do. So I was running my business and I was raising my children and I was wearing all these different hats. And I ended up with a virus called CMV. And CMV is a lot like Epstein-Barr. Uh-huh. It's a cousin to Epstein-Barr. And so I um, I was actually in the middle of a yoga teacher training at the time, just teaching. And I went to work that day, and my sister, who was my business partner at the time, looked at me and she just said, I think you need to go home. Like, <laughs> like I think you're really sick, <laughs> wow. you know. 
That's not um, very I know, nice. Right? Like I needed somebody to tell me that. <laughs> and so I went, I went home. But, you know, I went home and I packed my family's bags because we had a um, family vacation scheduled for the next day. And so we went down to the Keys, and the first stop was literally Walgreens so that I could buy DayQuil and NyQuil for myself to keep myself going through this through this family vacation because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Here's our trip that we've been planning. And, you know, I just found it so hard to say no. And so, you know, we went through the vacation, but this one specific day, I call it my reckoning. We were out on paddle boards and I had my five-year-old on my paddle board and my nine-year-old was on my husband's paddle board. And we're out, we go kind of touring around some islands and then we go to go back to the hotel and the current shifted and it's completely like pushing against us and it's really hard paddling to get in. And I'm on my knees paddling as hard as I can and I'm just really not getting anywhere. My husband says to me, I'm going to go ahead because I have to paddle hard too. Like I can't wait with you. I'm going to go drop off Ella and I'll come back for you if you need me, you know, if you're still not getting through this. And so there was a bridge that was about 50 feet in front of us. And I, we thought that once we got through that, we would be able to, you know, the current would shift and it would be better going. But my baby looked back at me. It was just her and I now because he'd gone ahead. And she looked back at me and she said, Mommy, we're not getting anywhere. And it was this really, you know, one of those moments that you just panic. <laughs> can kind of, right. Yeah, like, well, no, but you get into like the witness mode as well. And I could see right. how this was like so such a metaphor for my life that I was paddling as hard as I could. And I was trying, you know, I was just kind of in this survival mode. Like I was just paddling because right. I was so scared of what would happen if I stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just the same thing in my life. I felt like I was just stuck in this stress response. And so that was kind of the beginning of the shift um, where I really started to, you know, <laughs> be able to put everything down and just take care of myself. So over the next six months, we closed the studio and um, I took a sabbatical for a year. And during that year sabbatical, it was just all about getting well. And, um, and really the journey began because I knew so much. You know, I'd been in the wellness industry for 20 years. And I was, you know, I was like, okay, I need to get on this autoimmune paleo diet. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I found that I could discipline myself into doing everything well for a small amount of time. And, and once I reached like that exhaustion point with my discipline, I would just fail, you know, and I would do something within my diet that was outside what I should be doing, or I just felt exhausted and I felt I wasn't really feeling great. And so at that point, I really had to just, just surrender and let it all go. And I, um, I literally, I call it the bath that changed my life. I literally stopped, you know, doing my yoga practice. I stopped doing the diet even for a little while because I knew I had to put all of these things down because they felt like shoulds. And they felt like when I failed, it felt like ways that I was failing myself. And I was, you know, telling myself that I wasn't good enough and that, you know, all of this mental stuff. Um, And I just started taking a bath every single day in mineral dense nutrients. Um, I like seaweed powders that we use within the spa industry and Epsom salts and essential oils and things like that. And 
And, and adding that bath to my daily practice, as opposed to it being something that felt difficult or hard, it literally felt like something that was nurturing and kind and came from love. And, um, and that's really where it all started to shift. Um, that all of a sudden my energy started to build and I was able to make changes in my life from a place of abundance as opposed to lack or discipline. And, and it worked. <laughs> and so at the end of this year of sabbatical, then I, um, then I wrote my book because I felt like the spa tools and the yoga and the breath work were really foundational for me to create the change long-term and, and make it a lifestyle shift as opposed to a diet or, you know, something that was, was not going to be sustainable. And so sustainable health is now kind of my thing, you know, it's really helping people to, to create practices that are sustainable and that are nurturing and that feel like they're adding energy to your life instead of taking energy to get them done. Well, it's so interesting to me. You hear mm -hmm. such fluidity in our guests that, you know, um, became ill that, they were going, there were so many things that were so much more important or priorities, you know, a lot of it was work. And, it, and, and it's almost like the body says, what about me? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, and it, and it forces the issue. It, it's really, mm -hmm. for me, it's very profound to listen to it. And, and it, you have to put it as a priority in order to get well. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it. No, you know, I, mean, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah, when, when we speed up again and we kind of put that on the back burner, then it reminds us again, no, mm -hmm. no, this isn't, this mm -hmm. isn't functional. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, it, it's, it, this is going to sound so crazy, but it makes me want to give my body a hug and say thank you for reminding yes. me, you know, this, this beautiful process yes. that, you know, we can rely on the fact that it's going to remind us. It's not like we can, you know, push past it yeah. or, you know, it's, it's a must happen in order to heal. So for anyone out there that's just going, going, going and saying, you know, eventually my dietary practices or whatever it is, I'll, I'll get there. Yet, no. Yeah. No, no, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and, and, you know, really acknowledge the fact that your body is telling you I have to come first. And I, I think, just, you know, for me, I, I, I completely you agree with you. With love, right? I mean, it, it can't with just love. be, yes. yeah, it can't just be, you know, you come first, so run out and, and you know, run a marathon. Right. It's not, or, it can't be an addition. Yeah. You know, it can't be <laughs> exercise or it, it's, it's, it's something else, and I'm, I'm not defining it right, but it's, it's almost like a slowdown or, you know, so many people do things to be healthy that actually puts additional stress on the body. Right. Exactly. And the body says, no, 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 and no, no, this isn't working. This isn't what I meant. <laughs> so I often refer to the body as um, our living, breathing diary, right? And, and it's like, because the way we show up, it, it's definitely um, just part of, like, the life experience that we've had, the pressure that we're under, the stress, the trauma, the way we feed ourselves. It doesn't... It doesn't matter 
you know, it, it's like multi-layered. It's physical and it's mental and it's emotional and it's energetic and it's all built within this vessel and, and it's interwoven and we're, we're so much more than just physical beings. And, and, and it can really stop us in our tracks. And, and for me, I felt like part of the not wanting to listen was there was this element of shame. And the shame for me was I've been teaching wellness for 20 years. I teach meditation daily. I know better. This should not be happening to me. I eat better than 90% of the, you know, people I know. Like, like this is, I can't let people know that I'm struggling because, because I'm trying to teach them. Right. And, and, and so there's this, like, reconciliation that has to occur where it becomes much less about the external, about, you know, well, I'm going to project myself in the way that I think everybody expects me to show up, as opposed to I'm just going to be authentically um, kind of sitting within what's actually true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you mention that. Is it Lee or Leah? It's Leah. Leah. Okay, great. Thank you. It's it's amazing to me how important that lesson is, though, to people. You know, the people that that listen to us and the people that show up to your yoga and show up to the spa and and all of these people need to understand and know that this is not a you're finished ever. Right. You never cross the finish line. So even the smartest greatest wellness educators and and teachers and all of these different things the most important lesson that we can teach people is mm-hmm. the fact that this is a ever changing journey right there right. there is you never cross the finish line and say i am done being well mm-hmm. or being whatever you know mm-hmm. there's all of these different times different setbacks and it's so amazing to me that you say that because giving a big shout-out to Terry Cochran uh, right now, who uh, we are huge fans of, and she's an incredible, mm-hmm. intelligent woman, you know, recently sent an email saying that, you know, she had gone through a phase where she was not well. And I think that's really important for us to, to be able to teach that, right? Right. That just exactly. because someone may have it all down and mm-hmm. the smartest person on the planet for wellness, if that's even possible, right? <laughs> they still go through these periods where they have to make mm-hmm. adjustments for what is happening at the time with their body. Uh, yeah. It's the most exactly. critical, critical lesson we can teach. And even and if you've re- just, reversed your Hashimoto's, you know, it's still an ongoing process. You know, that doesn't mean that it stays yeah. that way forever. You still have to keep, keep on keeping on, right? Right. And it's just that we're in this constant relationship with, you know, with ourselves and with earth and with our food and with other people and stress, whether it's, you know, whether it's from work or whether it's just emotional stress or trauma or, you know, stress from environmental toxins, like they have a big impact on us. So, you know, we're going to get exposed to things. Things are going to happen in life. And, and for me, um, for me, it just comes down to having daily practices in place so that you can keep yourself as steady as possible so that when you do, you know, when these walls do come up and they will come up, um, you're much 
more quickly able to navigate um, the downward, you know, and get yourself back is, to to stable. Yeah. A great thing. And, and the, the guilt mm-hmm. that comes from not being in remission or not reversing something, you know, that is not the finish line, people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always part of your dialogue. The word Hashimoto's right. will always be part of the dialogue. So yeah. it may be the finish line at the time. So let, let's talk about some of the tips that you like, daily things that we can put into practice that, that keep us moving forward and able to check in with our circumstances at the time. What are your favorite daily tips? Yeah, so, I mean, I've got, you know, I have um, a bunch of biohacks that I love, but, but I have these three ends that I work with, and they are to notice, first of all, like every day to just have a practice of, and it doesn't have to be long, you know, just having a practice of sitting quietly and actually feeling what there is to feel. So, so that you can um, follow step number two, which is to nurture, right? So, so you notice what's happening. If your energy is low, if your energy is high, if you're, you know, feeling emotional or sad one day or you feel, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. But then you've, you are aware of it and you build this relationship with it so that you can actually nurture yourself. And one of the ways that you would nurture yourself is, for example, if you um, did your morning practice of just noticing um, and you realized that you were exhausted that day, but you had a you know, pretty busy day um, at work or just with family, that you could look at your schedule and say, where can I carve out? a a little piece of time or what can I take off my schedule today? And if you're to carve out a little piece of time to do a practice that's actually going to make a difference. So, you know, yoga nidra, which is the yoga of sleep is one of my favorite practices um, that can be, you know, anywhere from like a, really like a 20 minute practice to a, to a 45 minute practice, depending on how much time you have, where you do like a relaxing laying on your back, you go through almost like a, a meditation, right, of just directing your energy and focus in different ways. And it, it can be incredibly healing. And so instead of, you know, being exhausted and sitting down in front of the television or something like that and trying to check out, you're actually doing a practice that, that, that resets your body, that, that lets you slip into parasympathetic mode, which is the place within your nervous system that um, your body can heal itself and it can digest and assimilate things that are going on. So, um, you know, that's one practice, yoga nidra, that I just can't say enough about. The second is um, baths, like taking baths that have high levels of nutrients in them because of the transdermal nutrition. So because you can feed your body through the skin. And for a lot of us that are dealing with thyroid issues, um, there's a gut issue as well, right? And so you'll go through trying to heal your gut and things like that. But, but in the meantime, like let's feed ourselves nutritionally through our skin as well. So Epsom salts, essential oils, um, specific seaweed powders can be really helpful and really, really nourishing for the body. Swimming in the ocean can be incredibly nourishing because of the high salt content, right? Right. Um, yeah. Can we ask so, you what your favorite uh, seaweed powder is for for the tub? So, you know, everyone worries so much about, you know, uh, radiation and, and so what are, what's your favorite 
um, seaweed powder. So if you have um, like an iodine intolerance, um, which is the case for some people, um, I would go with something like um, what I call like a white algae, which has a high calcium magnesium content. It's called lithosamnium calcarium, the one that I use. <laughs> okay, um, so that's, I know, that's like its name. Exactly. <laughs> Is there a common I just name? Call it white white powder, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that has a really high um, calcium magnesium, which is really good for the for the nervous system. So it's incredibly healing for the body. Now, if you were to be working on the nervous system, and this is where the biohacking can get somewhat complicated until you know it, a more neutral temperature water is much more calming for the nervous system than, yeah. say, a hot bath, right? So even though a hot bath is what about dating, two yeah. degrees above so, body temperature, is that a target yeah, range so about 100 like, degrees? Yeah. About 98 is, is actually kind of ideal, 98, 99. Um, and that's more of a neutral temperature. So that helps, like, especially if you're dealing with insomnia, things like that, taking a neutral temperature bath before bed can be really, really helpful. Um, if you're going to go with a hot bath, I really like cold afterwards or during. So you can do cold fusions um, on your body, which, which creates a whole different effect within the body. So you get this flushing of the blood and the lymphatic system when you do hot cold. Um, and so, you know, my, my favorite seaweed product line that's, that's there now is, is um, called Earth Matters Apothecary. They have baths. Um, that are specific to your your body type. And then there's also Spa Technologies, which is a company out of New York, and they have great seaweed products. And, and um, yeah. <laughs> and how about your so favorite about essential the... oils? We have to ask. Your favorite so essential favorite... oils for the tub. So I actually use most of the just blended oils from Earth Matters. Um, I like you know, just different kinds of oils, but I, I prefer to use a lot of pre-blended oils because it's easy. You know, you don't have to mix it with anything. Um, I'm actually a, you know, certified aromatherapist from 20 years ago now. Um, wow. And so I try to keep things really simple. <laughs> and there's simple just can be really good. Great yeah, there, it, it really can, you know. So, so I think the Earth Matters has some great blends. I think Spa Technologies has some great blends. I think there's a lot of um, professional spa lines that have some really, um, really good blends um, so that you're hitting, you know, all the points of your body is, you know, you can blend like a high note and a, a medium note with a, with a more heavy, dense oil. You know, I love frankincense personally because of the groundedness that it creates and sandalwood. I like some of the heavy notes, you know. Um, and those are actually two very nourishing for the skin too. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm, um, and you know, just I'm a big to... fan of, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, let's go again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I was going to say for some uh, people with uh, genetic sulfur issues, um, you mm -hmm. can use uh, magnesium bath flakes instead of Epsom salt and get exactly. that wonderful dose of extra magnesium without the sulfur portion. That's um, For some people, Epsom salt is not such a healthy tub. And won't make you feel good. Yeah. So magnesium flakes uh, is a better, better way to to go yeah. with that for some people. Yeah. And I love. I want to add. 
So I want to ask really quick, um, jump in before we move past this bath, this fabulous bath that I'm envisioning. And, and you know, my bathtub know, that right? I'm envisioning, it's a clawfoot bathtub, by the way. I mean, it's not just like, oh, nice. it's a really, yeah. no, it's, I don't have one. That's just what I'm imagining, right? Um, oh, Tiff, I want to ask um, what your favorite essential oils are for the bath. Tiffany is a essential oil person, too, so I want to ask what okay. yours are. Awesome. Oh, I think it depends on it depends on the time. I mean, sometimes I don't use any essential oils at all. You know, right. mm-hmm. um, I sleep like a baby, so it also depends on what time of the day you're taking the bath. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying. Some people, lavender is very soothing. Um, of course, blends sandalwood's another amazing one. Rose geranium is another amazing one for, you know, skin and uh, inflammation. So. It kind of depends on what you're, you know, if you're hurting or if you're having trouble sleeping or what time of the day. And um, yeah, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Marjoram, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of them. <laughs> I just wanted a Tiffany, regular, happy, you know, whatever bathtub essential oil idea. Just, you know, no, nothing's really hurting. You're just going to take a relaxing bath. Well, I'm a big fan of, you know, of course, I, I, I have essential oils. So I'm a big fan of rose. So when I, you know, do a tub, um, I'll do like rose and jasmine and sandalwood, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of expensive for most people, but I don't <laughs> take a tub that often. And yeah. I'm usually, you know, if I do do it, I do it at night. So I just want something that is going to take me to a whole nother level. And rose for me is an essential oil that I, that I crave. So uh, that's why I have nine rose bushes <laughs> because, uh, and I probably got that. It's probably a, a hereditary thing from my mother because my mother had, I don't know, probably 35 rose bushes. And so when I was a child, I, you know, walking up to the front door of our house, we had to pass like literally 12 old rose bushes with these roses that were literally the size of a, you know, uh, a grapefruit or bigger, you know, um, so I would stop and stuff my face in those <laughs> frequently. So rose is probably one of my uh, favorites. And I have beeswax candles um, because candles are amazing, but they can also be, uh, you know, not so healthy for certain people. And um, so I use just uh, regular raw beeswax candles, which have an, an amazing fragrance of their own. I've got one by my bed and um, you guys are making me want to take a bath. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> uh, and yeah. because I struggle with uh, acidity, I will use a little bit of baking soda also in the tub when yeah. I do. When I do nurture myself, and I the, the, when you said that, Leo, about taking a mm-hmm. tub every day, mm-hmm. you know, just that alone, because it's it's such an intention of just you, right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like literally, you can't you can't do your laptop. You can't have your email yelling at you. You can't, you know, it's it's a it's a complete pause button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I really and, and think for me, that, it's yeah, sacred. You know, you know, it's sacred space, and your family kind of leave sacred. you alone. They respect that you're. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. funny. All my kids will come in when I'm in the tub. We have a, oh, so a big so bathroom with a garden with a garden tub, and it's got the spa, you know, the <laughs> the jets, which I I don't use actually because the noise is from the jets. I actually don't 
don't like that. I, I want it to be really quiet. And what's, what's fascinating to me, and I love being with my kids, but what's fascinating to me is when they come in and they'll talk to me when I'm in the tub, they slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, my kids are all a little bit older. They go from 9 to 16. But right. they'll talk a little bit quieter because I will usually turn the lights out and light a couple candles, and it becomes it, – it's not just me. Does that make sense? So the conversation mm-hmm. changes, even the, the content of the topics that get brought up. Like it almost becomes yeah. a sacred space for them as well. I mean, it's – you know, for me, my children are very soothing. So mm-hmm. it's it's um it's very – it's just – Ah, I think tubs alone are. You, you know, I I completely of, agree. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. It's all yeah. in the after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I'm going to take mine to Michael. Oh, yeah. yeah, we should do that. Yeah. So recently I was talking to both my children independently and I said to them, what's your best, what's your favorite way to relax? You know, like what's your favorite way to, to just really let go? And they both independently told me that they love taking baths. And, and it just made me smile because my kids are now eight and, and 12. And it made me smile because, you know, you, I just realized how impressionable they still are, you know, like that, that they've just, been able to witness me in my um, appreciation of this this sacred space of the bathtub and and being able to um, to be um, in witness to that and thereby making it their practice as well. So you know, some people think that self care can be really um, selfish, and I actually think it's like the complete opposite. I think it's actually teaching our our children really good ways to take care of themselves as well, which which we know the value of, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and if you have, you know, kids that are in sports or have muscle problems or, you know, um, different things, and even for major anxiety, my son, you know, will do Mm -hmm. a, you know, a two-cup magnesium uh, flake bath for him um, because he plays baseball and, and runs a lot and, um, they can, they're, they're just so therapeutic depending on, you know, what it is that you need. It's a exactly. great way to relax and unwind. And, you know, it, it's funny because, um, gosh, it's, that's a great door to crack. But, you know, when, we, when you think about our relationship with water, okay, mm. right? Okay, so what does that mm-hmm. do? That, that evokes an entire sigh and, you know, it's healing Soothing. for our Mm-hmm. It's soothing. Mm-hmm. It is uh, cleansing of soul mm-hmm. and and body. Uh, and you know, when you look about the fact that the shower has only been around for maybe what seventy seventy five years, maybe mm-hmm. even if that, probably what uh, that would be interesting to look up at one time. I yeah, did know that, but it's not been yeah. very long <laughs> historically. Okay, let's put it that way. And you t- let's just for a minute, you know, visualize the difference between taking a tub mm-hmm. and showering. One one cleanses the body. Mm-hmm. It's normally a fairly hurried event. And, uh-huh. and I don't know about you ladies, but water, water for me, I will get to the point where I can't get enough, like submergence and, and yeah. you know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a electrical currency calling for me or something. I don't know what it is. We have yeah. a weird relationship. I must have been a dolphin in my past life or something. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, when you look at the difference therapeutically between uh, a tub 
and a shower, they're two entirely yeah. different events. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that we do a rushed cleansing of the body rather than a, an actual submergence of soaking and, and, and just, just being, I mean, it's, it's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. It is. I agree, and I think that, um, you know, SPA, and I don't know how many people actually know this, but SPA actually is an acronym for Sanitas Per Aqua, which means health via water. And it's um, taken from the Roman times because they would erect signs that said Sanitas Per Aqua, but the S, the P, and the A would be really big. And so people would see from the distance it would say SPA. And and so spas have these roots that go, you know, all the way back. And it's it was literally about um, being in relationship or being in the place where where water fl- flowed from from the earth. And there's you know the natural hot springs and the natural springs that were that were around so that people could could bathe. Um, and and I think that as humans, you know, we have this natural inclination towards water. People want to go to the beach on vacation. If you go hiking, you want to walk to a waterfall and swim in it. You know, it's it's like we want to we want to immerse ourselves in water. And we are, in essence, we are mostly water. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's within us. And so and so, it does make sense that we would want to you know, surround ourselves with, with water because it can be incredibly nurturing and healing. Well, I'm in this mm, fabulous flower-filled moment with your <laughs> lovely voice and all this bath talk, and I think it's a perfect time. I'd really like to do a little bit of breath work, but first let's just talk about it just a little bit. Um, I know that people with uh, thyroid disease, and me included, have adrenal mm-hmm. issues and are a lot of times shallow breathers. And so I'm not very mm-hmm. good at breathing. So this, this is really uh, exciting for me because it's like, it's like practice on something that I, you know, you, you take for granted. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. To, and I think yeah. what you just said was, was really key because, you know, as, as humans, I think it's our natural inclination to avoid the things that we're not good at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, so oftentimes you'll hear people say things like, oh, I can't go to yoga. I'm not flexible enough. Or <laughs> I don't want to do right. breathing practice. I'm not very good at my breath, you know, and right. and yet that's the exact reason to to do it. And it, it is practice is the most perfect word because because that's what it is. It's a practice. It's not about being perfect. It's just about being willing to be present with what is mm-hmm. in that moment. And as we all know, um, in any kind of stressful situation, one of the first things to respond is our breath. So, and yet also one of the best ways that we can, we can work with stress is to change our breath. And if we change our breath, our body will follow suit. So it's a really, really powerful tool to gain access to, to the deeper layers, to our nervous system, to, mm-hmm. to really um, shift out of stress response, whether it's from, you know, dealing with thyroid issues and things like that and the physical stress that it's putting on our body or whether it's, you know, dealing with work, which was really stressful today, you know. Um, it can be a really great tool. So, 
So I'd love to um, just share some insights with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. So, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm so, ready. Let's do it. <laughs> so we can just close our eyes and just begin to feel your breath. And gently slowing it down. If it's possible, trying to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. And then we'll bring a gentle count to our breath. So we'll just start with a balanced breath practice, meaning that our inhale and our exhale are the same length. So you'll inhale to the count of four and exhale to the count of four. So inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. And as you continue with this, See if you can refine your breath a little bit. Feel your body soften and relax a little bit more with every breath. If there's any kind of hiccups or little breaks in the breath, See if you can relax even more. Maybe your shoulders are tight or your jaw. Maybe just lengthening through the back a little bit more. And if you notice as you relax your breath, seems to want to be a little bit longer, you can inhale to five and exhale to five. Trying not to hold your breath in between the inhale and exhale, but just flowing smoothly from inhale to exhale. And this is a simple, balanced breath practice that creates stability. Now, if you're feeling stressed out today, then you could shift the practice a little bit and inhale still to the count of four, but exhale for the count of six. So you're lengthening your exhale. a few more rounds of that. So inhaling to four and exhaling to six.
and then just slowly letting the breath relax. Become even more soft. And just letting your attention be on the body now so that you can feel what there is to be felt. I'm just feeling a sense of gratitude for taking this time to connect with your body and to give it a practice that will help, that will bring you into more of a relaxed state and that feels nurturing. Slowly opening your eyes and coming back to the conversation. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't take long, right, to shift into this place of, of quiet relaxation. But I find that giving the mind something to do, like counting the breath, really helps because otherwise you can get, you know, the mind will start doing the groceries and things like that. Hmm. So, but breath is really, you know, the way I see breath is it's connecting you to that inner source of wellness and energy. And it's a really great way to just shift your sense of being pretty quickly. How did you guys Hmm. feel with that? Amazing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think breath is so powerful. Honestly, it really I, is. I think it really is. I went to mm-hmm. my very first yoga class recently, and uh, I realized for the first time in 48 years that I really don't know how to breathe, you know, because I felt right. Incredibly oxygenated. I know that sounds so silly, but for somebody, you know, I mean, I could get into the ramifications of health issues, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, breathing and and struggling for air. And I'm not an asthmatic. I don't have that. So it's more of like a depth of breath issue that I've always yeah. had since I've a child. Uh-huh. I, air hunger is air uh-huh. hunger is what I would refer to it as. I don't have allergies. I don't have asthma. I don't have any of that. But it's air right. hunger, like I was always starving for more oxygen. And when I mm-hmm. left this yoga class, I thought to myself, I feel amazing. Like I felt oxygenated, okay? I didn't need, an, you know, oxygen. I just needed to breathe. Right. <laughs> it just seems so silly, but I really think that's a huge problem is that people yeah. don't know how to breathe. And, of course, as a runner and an athlete and all these different things, it was always breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Right. And then when you go to yoga, it's in through the nose and out through the nose. And you're like, wait a minute, what did you just say? I mean, I literally yeah. wanted to let go because they're friends of mine that were teaching the class. <laughs> I obviously have some trouble with giggling and laughing. It's an issue for me. But I, I wanted to, in the middle of this really peaceful yoga class, go, excuse me, did you say in through the nose and out through the nose? <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't. That's right. just so like the antithesis of what I have learned. 
you know. Right. Um, and I felt amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting because some of that is just learning, you know, so we talk a lot about prana in yoga, which is energy, and and we talk a lot about in our breath, we really want to be able to to kind of control where we're putting our energy, and so if you're breathing out a lot, you're you're actually letting a lot of prana go. And so you want to be able to build up your capacity to, to increase your inhale as well, because most people do have a, a weak inhale and a strong exhale, right? So we want to build the capacity to um, increase the inhale as well. And, and so um, that's a big part of it is, is really working with, with a specific breath, depending on what it is that you're trying to create. So the breath practice that we just did is, is some of the most simple breathing practices you can do, but there's so much in them. And, and a lot of times people will kind of skip over the simple and try to get to the more complex, but, but the simple is really for me, I think, um, where a lot of, um, the basics and the foundation comes from. And so if you don't have a strong, stable breath, it's very hard to, to really grow your breath from the, from anywhere else. I was noticing that and I was wondering if it was normal because I have a, I do have a short, short inhale compared to my exhale or not Mm -hmm. as powerful. Uh, So that's, that's normal or mostly normal or, um, it's common. It's common. <laughs> I don't know if okay. I'd say it's normal, but it's common, right? <laughs> common. That's and, what I was a lot looking of that, for. Yeah. So a lot of that, I think, you know, and, and you'll hear different theories on this, but, but Ayurvedically, you would say that that person is much more a giver than they are a receiver. So, so it's much easier for them to, you know, and, and as women, I think that's very typical that we tend to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves, Right. Mm-hmm. And so by learning how to receive, like literally practice, receiving more breath helps us learn to, to actually learn how to, you know, put ourselves a little bit higher on the list <laughs> instead of right? taking care of everybody else first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think breathing, breathing in water is going to heal mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start. And you know what the great thing is, is we have access to it daily. Like we have the opportunity to to breathe at any moment. We can make it conscious. And, you know, we're in the day and age that we do have baths and we have, you know, I'm in Florida, so I can drive to the ocean at any time. But if you're in the mountains and there's waterfalls, like I would really encourage people to to really connect with that part of nature as well, because I don't know if you know this, but the ocean, the chemical makeup, as far as the minerals and trace elements within the ocean are identical to our blood plasma. So even though they're in different concentrations, the exact same minerals that are in ocean water are what make up your blood plasma. Really? Kind of amazing. Right? Like kind of amazing. I love yeah. the spa acronym. And yeah. I've been like, <laughs> uh, great show. Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what and I, I remember. I really think that that's so healing is the simplicity. What's yeah. your yeah. name? Definitely. I was just going to say, I remember we, I lived in Costa Rica for eight years, uh, Leah, and um, I remember craving sitting in the ocean. 
we would take our little noodles, mm-hmm. you know, our pool mm-hmm. noodles with us, and we would just sit in the ocean. And I remember it felt so mm. therapeutic. Well, plus the place yeah. we were at was spectacular, beautiful, where we would uh, go it to. It sounds anyway. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my town was in the mountains, but we we could drive to the beach. And so I remember saying, you know, like, I just want to go sit in the water. Like, everybody's like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. feel like going to the beach. And I'm like, no, let's just go sit in the water. Like, I just want to, I mean, we don't have to, like, lay in the, you know, let's just go get in the water because it was so therapeutic. And, exactly. Um, it felt so good, right? Nurturing. Yeah. I didn't I mean, realize it was nurturing, but it evidently was. Exactly. And we know that innately. That's the thing. Like, we know that people, you know, why is tourism so big in Florida? It's because of the ocean. Like, that's, you know, that's why people really want to come to Florida is to see the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and anywhere else, you know, it's like islands and all of those things. It's because they're surrounded by oceans and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it really is an incredible awareness to have that innately we know these things, but then we try to complicate it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, right. You know? Yeah. Once again, and, we tune out so. the body, right? Yeah. We tune out exactly. the body and we think that this yeah. is smarter or this is whatever. And the body's just shaking its head going, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's true. And it just gets our attention and it says, hold on a second, come back. Like pay attention. Let's, and unfortunately, or fortunately, it's it's like the scream gets louder. So that at some point you do have to, you know, you do, you have no choice. You have to turn and look mm-hmm. at it and say, okay, I'm listening. You know. Right, and the key is like you said, the the daily tips. Right, if we know, yes, you know, if we make exactly. the time to do a tub once a week, or you know, yeah. drive to the beach, or whatever that restoration. Uh, yeah. you know, recipe or daily. for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Or daily, better yet, or, or daily. daily. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And there's always, there's always being reasonable with oneself too. That is, exactly. if we, if it's stressing us out that we set a daily yes. schedule and we can't yeah. adhere to that, then we end up feeling like a failure at the end of the day. Exactly. So that's so not a restoration nurturing. practice. Right. It's all about nurturing. So it has to come from, yeah, it's all about, like, does it feel good to want to do it? Like, you know, and some of the simple ways are, like, you know, if you have to cook dinner for your family, use fresh herbs. Like, that's a great way to just, like, infuse your life with with some of the things that nature provides us with, right? Like, it just changes the whole um, experience of cooking because all of a sudden you're, you know, you're picking herbs from your little herb garden, which might be in your window, and then you're putting right. them into the food, and as you're chopping them, you're smelling them, and you're having, like, this whole emotional experience, you know? And so and it really is the simple things. For sure. And, of course, as an aromatherapist, I always tell people, that is traditional aromatherapy. When mm-hmm. you're cooking yeah. your chicken soup or whatever it is that you're making and you're smelling the onions and the garlic, and I often wonder, you know, because so many of us are so busy and we're, you know, um, a lot of people eat out, you know, busier the schedule, you eat out more. So for some people that that extra therapy time might be cooking, right? So that you can smell all the traditional aromatherapy. That's what I call that. That is traditional aromatherapy. No little bottles needed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Just cook. Like you said, cook with your herbs and different things and and even vegetables can impart the essential oil into the air. That's what you smell. So those volatile molecules are for breathing. That's what they're for is breathing. That's where aroma 
therapy came from, and that's traditional and free. Well, not free, but, well, yeah, if you grab yeah. an herb garden, it's free. <laughs> Essentially. But that's the same thing that you were saying with the rose. Like, why do you love rose? Because you have an emotional right. connection to it from when you're a child. And so that's the thing about aromatherapy is, you know, we can all make recommendations, but there is also this emotional component that comes right. with, like, what feels really nurturing to you. And I have to say, as right. a mother, if I'm cooking with herbs, I'm, I'm also emotionally imprinting my children, you know, with like, oh, this is like a positive, um, peaceful, reinforcement well, kind of this. thing. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I never thought of you that, know? but that's so true. Well, my yeah, husband grew so. up in, with his grandmother cooking, and there was such, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, just a really peaceful, um, from the smell, it, it makes him, Yeah, it soothes him, you know, cooking and being able to smell and it reminds him of being nurtured and cared for at those times with, with his grandmother. I mean, it's powerful yeah. stuff. The nose is powerful, man. It's powerful it's incredible. And it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's really incredible, you know, and it's beautiful. And the thing is, like, how do we, how do we learn to, like, really embrace our innate being, like our innate self and bring um, the quality of our life up, not by pushing against who we are innately, but by leaning into it, right? Like, how does that make us stronger? And that's, like, you know, that to me is what biohacking of the ancients is all about. That's what I want to teach people. Like it's it's not hard. It's it's actually the whole hack is finding what's what's really simple, right? Like how do uh-huh. we make this easy for you? Hacking to you of the ancients of the ancients. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That just sounds good. And I want to go so get one of those mineral days. baths now. Speaking of that, right? You know, I'm totally. Like, I'm I'm there. Yeah. I'm picturing it. You know, I've already lost my 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 tub with the claw feet. I'm on now to the mineral bath. I'm I'm headed there. Awesome. Sounds great, awesome. doesn't it? I love it. Yeah. I want to ask you one more tip because it's it's you know of course stress and weight gain are both um, really big concerns of those with mm-hmm. thyroid issues. You know, both hyper mm-hmm. and hypo. Uh, and we've kind of we've kind of gotten the stress. We've talked about that and the bathing, and of course, bathing can address many things: skin issues, joint pain, insomnia, stress, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. But from with your expertise, because we have you know this amazing resource on the phone with us, weight gain. Mm-hmm. You know, what would your tips be, or that you've learned in all of your years in the spa industry, um, for those of us with with weight gain? Because it's it's just a it's a very emotional component. It is an emotional component. And I would, you know, I have, um, I have to say that when I got on this path, I, I just, I lost 20 pounds, but it wasn't because I was trying to lose 20 pounds. And I think that the difficult thing with weight is that it's such an emotional, emotional topic. And if mm. we try to lose weight, we usually come at it from like discipline, right? There's like this equation of I'm not good enough if I'm not able to follow this this plan, right? Like this diet or whatever. And so it has this huge emotional component. And what I would say is it's it's really a symptom of what of what's going on in the body. And it's a way of the body speaking to you. So if we can learn to see the weight gain as just another way that the body's speaking to you and as a message. 
first of all, and if we can start to feel compassion towards it as opposed to um, resistance to it, which, which I know is a big concept, um, that that really helps because the stress that we put ourselves under, it's like this circle, and the stress that we put ourselves under trying to lose weight actually stops us from losing weight. And it sounds crazy, but it it really is this huge emotional component. And so um, as far as spa and baths, take a shower in the morning. You know, when you take your morning shower, turn it on cold for 30 seconds um, because it will increase your metabolism, right? So you get like this quick rush of cold at the end of your shower, and that works with your cortisol levels and it works to reset. So you want to do it in the morning when your cortisol levels should be at the highest. Um, and it, it really works to, to set, to like reset the button. And I would say if you do that every day for 30 days, um, that's a really great practice to have. In addition mm-hmm. to that, the breath, you know, work with your breath, work with disengaging in the stress response. And, and start to nurture yourself as opposed to um, living in the struggle of wanting to lose weight. Hmm. So there's some very physical things to do, and then there's, you know, some emotional work to do as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm really stuck in the flower field. Tips. I keep uh-huh. picturing my, myself in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I can't get out of the ocean in my head right now. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the way it is. You know, things are typically like elusive, right? So it's like if we can just nurture ourselves and love ourselves really well, we'll find that we're actually quite happy, right? And and things like weight and things like that become less important. It's more that we just aren't like enjoying life very much. And so we tend to get very you know, uber-focused on the things that are wrong. Hmm. Yeah. It's true, and, you know, stress is, you know, stress can be manufactured, like you said. What if what if the weight gain was literally all in your head, just the way that you saw it, saw the circumstance, saw the world, exactly. saw all of these different things? We have such an onslaught of negativity you know, rather yeah. than realizing that life is a hammock, there's a hammock, there's, you know, forces and vibrations and all of these different things that have your back. So relax. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe the mentality, right? If that if you are in that mental stressful frame of mind, the body is going to be in a stress situation and it's going to have all of those survival mechanisms at play. Exactly. Exactly. So One it's of literally which is holding chat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it's literally like hacking it, you know? It's it's mm-hmm. literally hacking it. And and that's how we that's how we start to create the change that we want to create. I love that. That's how I'm gonna associate you. Biohacking Good. of the ancients. Ancients. Biohacking mm-hmm. of the ancients. That's my um that's my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Hmm. And awesome. it's not just, you know, you know, it's all about basic self-care and self-love. I mean, it's all very emotional and it's all very stressful if you let it be. And it isn't easy yeah. sometimes to have a bunch of, you know, self-love. You know, you stand in the mirror and people, a lot of women don't feel so great. But if you just change your right. mindset, just 
just try to look for the positive. Um, yeah. It becomes easier. It becomes easier. And well, then and, when you're in that mode, yeah. then that whole, you know, loving yourself and letting go of whatever you have with your weight becomes easier mm-hmm. because you've, you know, you've prepped yourself. You've, you're, you like yourself a little bit better. Right. And then, and then just to take action that feels mm-hmm. nurturing, right? So mm-hmm. it just goes back to, okay, I'm noticing that I'm uncomfortable with my weight. Now, instead of beating myself into submission, right, mm-hmm. or trying to discipline this, how do I just love myself well? How do I nurture right. myself and give myself the opportunity to create change, but from a place of, of abundance, from nurturing, right? And, and it's just something we're not used to. We're trained as babies, you know, like growing up, like, like work harder, work harder, do more. Right. And, and I really think that partly it's, it's not do more. It's, it's, um, it's like, just be, you know, try and take better action that actually feels more kind, more loving. You know, I saw this video um, <clears throat> yesterday, later in the evening, and I, I actually posted it on my Facebook page, but it's this, it's this small boy and he, he can't be more than, I don't know, nine Mm-hmm. And he's he's sitting down and he's talking about what do you practice? Yes, do you I've practice? Seen it. Have you seen that? Yes, yes. it is yes. profound. And I wish they put this little boy's name because I don't know if he does. Videos, I'm going there said, right now. I'm going to find it. I said, there you have it. My mentor is like nine years old. <laughs> yeah, but it says but that's what it. do you practice? Yes. Do you practice being worried? Do you right. practice being angry? Like what you do most frequently is yeah. literally what you practice, and what you practice is what you will be good at. Exactly. Profound. It's literally like a two-minute video. It's so simple, right? <laughs> it's like, so simple. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's just like, so, so the practice becomes how do I just live um, really aware of, of what I'm doing. And, you know, if I'm operating from stress or if I'm operating from, from kindness or if I'm operating from, you know, overwhelm or, you know, exhaustion and, and the conversation just can continue. You know, I think that we could have this conversation for weeks. Oh yes, for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's such an important conversation to have, you know, because we, we try to, I think we really do sabotage ourselves by making it difficult, right? So, so the, the beautiful thing about practice is if you practice intentionally something for just a little bit of time in a day, it, it really does start to, to create energy towards that. Right. You'll become an expert. So mm-hmm. if you're an expert yeah, in, exactly. in thinking about how much you hurt and and looking for answers and hypothyroidism, I think, you know, women with thyroid disease, whether it be hypo or hyper, really we have very similar um, concerns. Mm-hmm. You know, has the, the illness, the Hashimoto's, the hypothyroidism, the Graves, the hyperthyroidism, is this consuming your life? You know, are, right. you, are you an expert in identifying the, the ills of where you are? I mean, we yeah. can do that where it's, it's so predominant in our brain. Been there, done that. My name is Tiffany Maladnich, right? Right. And in order to heal, I had to go, you know what? 
I'm going to put you in the back seat because mm-hmm. you're consuming my life. I was mm-hmm. practicing that. I don't want that. It wasn't making me happy. <laughs> I want to focus on what does make me happy. Oh, that's a beautiful this. And let's, you know, smell the flowers and, you know, do all of these different things that bring me joy and make me happier. And guess what? All of a sudden you're more joyful. You're more positive. You feel better, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's so simple and yet so profound. And we think it's so hard. Like sometimes yeah. feeling better can feel so hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. it's just a simple thought process adjustment. You know, and it is. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that's, mm-hmm. and it's that's not where easy. like right. having we a coach wanna... or having somebody, a teacher, whether it's a yoga teacher or, you know, it's like having somebody that's going to remind you, you. right, mm-hmm. and pull you Absolutely. in and say, okay, what are you doing? Like that can really help you help you really create these habits because – because while they are simple, they are not easy. And so, you know, it's being in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whew. I feel good, ladies. Me I'm too. For the day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. This has been fabulous, Leah. We're so, so happy to have had you on the show. And the breath work yeah. was wonderful and all of your tips. Thank you. And my one takeaway really is just nurture. You know, I can just nurture. Yeah. And even the word sounds pretty and sounds lovely. Nurture, you know. Um, I'm going to nurture myself more. I love that. Mm. That's that's really my message. I love that, that that's your one takeaway because I, I think that that's the most powerful thing that, that all of us can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a oh, real pleasure. Thank you to so be. much for joining us. Yeah. There's a side of me that doesn't want to let you go. I know. <laughs> well, you like, know wait, where I am. Let's I'll come just... back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> let's just hang out and chat and be soothing and spa-like. Oh, exactly. I love it. Exactly. I love it, love it, love exactly. it. Well, thank yeah. you so much again. Yeah. And do you want to talk a little bit about what's new on the horizon and where everybody can find you or um, your book? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, my book is Undoing Hashimoto's. Actually, if you, um, I, if I can put a link to that in the in the Facebook um, feed, Absolutely. I will, Please. and everybody can just download that for free. Whether mm-hmm. you have Hashimoto's or not, it's really, it's about the process of undoing. It's really being able to, you know, so often we just want to fix a problem. We're like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And and for me, it really was about, like, not not doing really anything except for nurturing yourself, right? Like, paying attention, nurturing, and, and then figuring out what you need to do, so... So, yeah, I'll put a link in that. And, you know, you can find me. My email address is Leah, which is L-E-A-H, at LeahCarver.com. And I really just have to say that I love being in the conversation. So if anybody wants to reach out and just just talk, that is really um, the most important place to start. <laughs> so, so that's me. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so really, much. I'm sorry. You. I'm just in a flower field moment I, too. I know. So. It's like I'm just kind of oh, don't want her to get off the right phone. Now. So. 
Thank well, you so much, Leah. Yeah. We will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you again. Take care, you guys. Thank you. Okay. Have a wonderful Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. That is just so funny. I just. I know. Right? Well, I just couldn't. Look how simple that is. <laughs> right? An hour and mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We did some breathing. We talked about mm-hmm. pleasant things and tips and and connecting with ancients and ancient remedies. And I just, it is powerful, if if nothing else, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, You're in the same place kind of, I am. I am. I can't help it. And we, I need to. It's, it's, it's a very zen place. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, but that's not right. very functional. <laughs> so I need to, I need to, need to pay attention to what I'm doing here. Okay. You so, know, it's funny. After the breath work, when I opened my eyes, everything. It was the same way I felt after that yoga class. Um, and because I have so many issues with my eyes, I love those moments where everything looks so clear. I just wanted to share that because it was profound for me. Mm-hmm. Just the breathing, right. right? Eyes need oxygen and and your brain and just all of that, right? Breathe, people, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and take a really uh, good inhale breath, you know, as as well as an exhale breath, um, which I don't do. So I'm going to practice that too. She was very mm-hmm. lovely. She lovely. was. As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. If you like what we do, we'd love a little review. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Um, I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've missed any of Thyroid Nation radio podcasts while you're there leaving a little review, you can easily download them. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what else? And please don't forget to check out our amazing sponsor, thriveprobiotic.com, a very, very unique probiotic get on their email list and and they um, will let you know about all kinds of different studies. And um, Kieran Krishnan, who is one of our favorites, the microbiologist behind Thrive Probiotic. So check it out, thriveprobiotic.com. Yes. And don't forget, Tuesday, Thyroid Refresh launching. Thyroid Refresh is, think of it as your living, breathing thyroid lifestyle magazine. Because we put all kinds of inspiration and information and give you tons of support all in one place um, that, you know, makes you feel empowered. And it's pretty and beautiful and clean and simple and less. All about less. And colorful. Mm-hmm. Colorful. It's visually healing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my takeaway. Thyroid Refresh mm-hmm. is not only positive and everything, but it's also very visually soothing and healing. It's It's color therapy Thank too. You. Thank you. You're welcome. We have <laughs> so I'm we excited. Have What's the grand date? March 20th next Tuesday. So um you know, we'll be doing our Less Facebook lives. Week. Yep. And uh it's going to be fantastic. So check us out. Definitely check us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, most importantly, Dan and I want to remind you that wellness is a journey. Please, please, please always be checking in. We heard it again today in the show. We hear it mm-hmm. in every single guest over mm-hmm. the last three years. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to tune into yourself 
wellness and what is healthy and well for you requires conversation between your soul and your body. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you are always checking in. That is your grand diagnostician. You know, that is uh, unique to you. All of it, right? Your therapist, your mm-hmm. counselor, your dietitian, your diagnostician is all there and unique to you. So please be make sure, be mindful of what it is saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Anna. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. See you next week.